millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. En vivo desde Los Angeles, California. Esto es... World Soccer Talk Radio. Hello there. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? How are you? My name is Nate Abarea, and you might know this. I'm the host of this radio show. I hope you enjoyed our Friday episode live from the Rose Bowl, the hallowed grounds of the Rose Bowl in Pasadena with the wild Friday night in Old Town Pasadena, <laughs> hanging out, partying it up. With Pancho Villa's army as well as the American Outlaws. Everybody was doing it up in Pasadena on Friday night. And if you out there listen, listening to this show, if you enjoyed your Saturday night as much as I enjoyed my Saturday night, let's just say you had a pretty damn good Saturday night. One of the greatest soccer experiences of my entire life in the Rose Bowl For the CONCACAF Cup, 93,000 packed in in Pasadena for that game. Over 800 media members, the largest media contingent for a soccer match on American soil since the 1994 World Cup final between Italy and Brazil, a game that, funny enough, was also played in the Rose Bowl. Mexico 3, USA 2, Mexico on to the Confederations Cup in Russia in two years' time, Confederations Cup in 2017. It was a, a game that you could say it was, it was tough to put lipstick on the pig at times, but, you know, it, it was like putting Estee Lauder on, on Babe, you know. It, it, it was a pig with some personality because, yeah, the regulation 90 minutes may have been a little ugly, a little bit dry, 1-1 going into extra time. But my goodness, those final 30 minutes were absolutely incredible. Two goals for Mexico, one for the USA. Tied at two again, and then Mr. Aguilar with a stunning winner for the Mexicans in the 118th minute. So much to get into, so much to dissect, so much to relive from Saturday night. And we've got a great friend of the show and someone who I shared some very interesting conversations with this week, Andrea Canales of ESPN FC. We're talking about Zeklinsman. Should he be sacked? Will Jurgen ever get sacked? Or will he, as I've said for a long time, end up being the president of the United States Soccer Federation? We'll talk about the bizarre Mexican coaching situation. And I've got a great story to share about Tuca Ferretti at the end of today's show, all about love, gratitude, and thankfulness. Andrea Canales with us on the other side of this break. World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned.
See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Hey, I have rhythm. I love to dance, and I've been told that I dance pretty well. But I'm also totally blind, which means that sometimes my circadian rhythms can get totally out of step with the world around me. Circadian rhythms are regulated by our internal master body clock. But because I can't perceive light, my body clock simply doesn't know what time it is. This can have me wide awake in the middle of the night and fighting to stay awake during the day. That can affect relationships and make it difficult to be productive at work. And it can make every day a real challenge. It's not my imagination. It's called Non-24, and it affects up to 70% of people who are totally blind. So if you're like me, you're not alone, and there is hope. Call 855-856-2424 today, or visit learnmorenon24.com to find out more about Non-24. Because learning more about Non-24 is the first step to getting your rhythm back. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. It's the Yellow Tag Event, and now is the time to find your ultimate adventure. Whether you're hitting the trails with a Can-Am ATV or side-by-side, the open road on a Can-Am Spider, or carving snow on a Ski-Doo snowmobile, you can turn up the excitement for any season with our industry-leading performance and technology. Hurry into your local dealer by October 31st and save up to $3,000 on select 2015 models and get up to a three-year warranty. Restrictions may apply. See your dealer for details. For safety and training info, contact the ATV Safety Institute. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. But I'm now the president of everybody. Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea. Thank you so much for subscribing to us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Special hello to the men and women listening overseas via the American Forces Network. Check out the website that started it all, worldsoccertalk.com. Waiting on Andrea Canales to join us, Andrea of ESPN SC, to talk all about this USA-Mexico encounter that we were just a part of at the Rose Bowl on Saturday night. I got blasted 
on Twitter, and I can't wait to uh, talk about the, uh, the the Twitter dialogue that Andrea has participated in over the uh, last couple of days. But I tweeted out, this is my favorite. We'll, we'll get into so much here in the show, but I want to start with this one. I said at the end of that game, after everything that I witnessed uh, up in the stands, from, from the press box to the parking lot to the stands to down by the pitch to, to everything that, that I was privileged to experience on Saturday night, this is what I wrote immediately after the game. And it got some traction uh, in, the, in the social media landscape. I said, I'm not even slightly heartbroken. Congrats, Mexico. That was one of the greatest soccer games I've ever seen. Unreal. Now, I will give one valid uh, criticism. I will uh, agree with one valid criticism. It was not one of the greatest soccer games per se. It was one of the greatest soccer experiences. So I put up on Twitter moments later, allow me to rephrase, that was one of the greatest soccer experiences I've ever had. Hysteria inside the Rose Bowl. Well, I love what uh, I, I had given to me afterwards. And I'm going to read one that was the highlight, the best one of all. This is from Brooks Ryan. U.S. men's national team doesn't have a shot of being competitive until given scrubs like at Nate WST stop congratulating the teams that beat us. And so for that, I had to throw out uh, on, on Twitter this morning, hashtag I'm the problem. So. Hey, with doing that, as Andrea Canales herself has said, I have already taken more blame than Jurgen Klinsmann is willing to take for himself. We've got Andrea on the line. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. How are you holding up after this wild weekend we just had? Ah, I'm all right. I got some sleep last night, and uh, I'm, I'm doing well, actually. Thanks. So you were, I think, on fire on Twitter, as many people uh, are, are saying here over the last couple of days. I, I would just call it speaking the truth uh, about U.S. manager Jurgen Klinsmann. And what I want to do right now is just throw a couple of quotes to you from Jurgen Klinsmann's post-match press conference. And I want you to kind of just piggyback off these and, and let us know your thoughts. I'm going to start with, with my favorite one of all. Not everybody is going to like you. And I want to clarify for, for the listeners, this was after someone asked again about Landon Donovan's comments, about many former players coming out and saying, hey, if he's going to hold players to this high of a standard, he, he should be held to the same standard. People saying that, hey, anywhere else in the world for any other national team, he would probably be fired by now. So this was his response uh, to one of those uh, types of questions. Not everybody is going to like you. I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to do a good job. When you hear that statement, Andrea Canales, what goes through your mind? I, I really want the follow-up question to be, is, is this result your definition of a good job? <laughs> I mean, it seems like the common sense question to ask. And, and I, I wrote about this yesterday. The, that post-match press conference was was a combination of just jaw-dropping arrogance and, and in many cases, what I perceived as just downright delusion. And I've asked this question to so many guests on the show. Is he naive? Is he ignorant? Is he arrogant? Or, or is this just all some kind of calculated method going on in his head? I mean, can you, can you take a stab at what it is? Because it seems delusional. Well, as the popular phrase goes, why not both? <laughs> in, in the sense that he is most definitely arrogant. 
But at the same time, he's also quite naive in the sense that Jurgen has not coached that many teams. And uh, as far as having to be held accountable when you have the personnel that uh, Germany has, when he did well with them in the 2006 World Cup, and he basically really lucked upon uh, a sort of diamond in the rough with Jogi uh, uh, Lowe as, as the coach, who has, of course, gone on to lead the team to the World Cup and was sort of just uh, under, swept under the rug, you know, tactical genius. He hasn't uncovered that for the U.S. as, you know, um, in some ways the match that was more damning and condemning of Klinsman was played before U.S.-Mexico ever kicked off, and that was, of course, the U.S. loss to Honduras. You know, because that team had some of the elements that Jürgen has said are really key to what he wanted to create as technical director uh, for the United States has players playing in um, Europe. You have, you know, Zalalem, you have Emerson Heinemann. These are players that MLS has never touched, so he can't blame MLS in, in any way, shape, or form for, for you know, the talent um, that that team had. And his own hand-picked coach, you know, and Andreas Herzog, in charge of that squad. And so many were acting like after they booked the competition and group play, that the Olympic qualification is all taken care of, somehow ignoring the fact that it really all comes down to the semifinal match. No matter how you get there, you have to win the semifinal game to qualify. The final itself doesn't really matter that much. But the semifinal, you have to win. And they didn't. And this is the second Olympic qualification process that Jurgen has overseen in his four years with U.S. soccer. But the team has failed to qualify. And when we're talking, Andrea, about player development, it adds so much to the, the, the level of importance of, of qualifying for the Olympics and what that squad represents and the points that you make about where these players are based, how they in many ways fit many of the things that, that Jurgen talks about, things that he wants to change within our system. Well, okay, we're waiting for the proof in the pudding, and they go out and, and get outplayed and, and beaten by Honduras, and, and we'll see what happens, see if they can work out the ultimate miracle and, and still sneak their way in i would not bet on it they they had a big opportunity uh to just get it done themselves and now it's gonna gonna take a, a whole lot of good fortune for them to qualify for the olympics still a, a little question mark there still a slight glimmer of hope but again i would not bet my bottom dollar on that team qualifying for the rio olympics all right we got two minutes before we got to head to break i want to throw you one more jürgen klinsman quote from the press conference, Andrea, and this was uh, after a question that was asked by uh, our good friend uh, Ivis Galarsep, uh, soccer soccer by Ivis, someone you've heard uh, right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. He he asked about progress. He said, "You know, Jurgen, after you know the years that we've seen over in your tenure, talk about." progress or maybe regression here in in 2015. And this was Jurgen's exact answer. Well. I think there's definitely been progress in my time with the national team. We had a great 2012-13, and we got out of the group of death in 2014. So I'm not willing to say that, that this year is, is regression because we had a great 2012, 2013, and 2014. When you hear that answer, Andrea, what's, what's going through your mind as a reporter, as a journalist, as someone who has covered this guy? I, I just... I know, as a matter of fact, that Jurgen really has no concept of the U.S. history in soccer, that he doesn't look upon 
the first time that the U.S. has never made it to the final of a, of a World Cup against CONCACAF competition um, as, as not a regression. You know, I, it, there's just no way that that is objectively true. But once again, it's, it, it's Jurgen, you know, being arrogant enough to act like the only era that matters is his own, and that way he's only up against his own high points in his tenure. And, you know, for him to act like the 2014 World Cup, where he got to the exact same place as his predecessor and didn't get as far as his previous predecessor, predecessor is such a great accomplishment. Oh, I made it through Group of Death, which is very subjective. Everyone keeps using that. But Group of Death, I mean, I'd say Costa Rica's group was more deadly, and they did fine. But, you know, this is Jurgen. This is kind of what he does, what he's been doing for a while. I'm going to end this segment by just sharing my my. This is this is up there. I, there there were quite a few that would qualify uh, as as some of my favorites, and I, I I say favorites. I'm I'm doing air quotes right now, but this was this was such a good one. Someone asked about you know, hey, the disappointment in the Gold Cup, and and combining with the disappointment tonight, you know, this has been a very disappointing summer for U.S. soccer as well as throwing out the the loss to Honduras on on Saturday in the Olympic qualifiers. And Jurgen actually said this. I could not believe that this came out of his mouth, and I I have this on tape. The Gold Cup was influenced by poor referee decisions. That is why we were here tonight in the first place. And my jaw dropped almost to the carpet of that room when he said this. Because, I mean, if you're, if you're a Panamanian coach or a Panamanian player, yeah, you could talk about the Gold Cup being influenced by poor referee decisions. You could even make a case that Mexico was in this game uh, thanks to poor referee decisions in the Gold Cup. The United States were in this position because they were thoroughly outplayed by Jamaica and had an overall terrible performance in a tournament that they have historically done very well in, that they are supposed to do very well in. The Gold Cup was not influenced by poor referee decisions for the United States. That was not why they were there at the Rose Bowl on Saturday night. That one might take the cake as far as the most arrogant, naive, and just downright stupid Jurgen Klinsmann quote that I have ever heard. There's quite a few. That's quite a competition there. Andrea Canales of ESPN FC is with us here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Taking a break. We're back after this. Switching gears, getting on the positivity train, and we're talking about everything going on with Mexico and this little swan song on Tuesday night that Tuca Ferretti is going to get down in Toluca And what a time for Tuca with the national team. We'll talk about Mr. Osorio as well. World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app. Get the games. Get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Hey, I have rhythm. I love to dance, and I've been told that I dance pretty well. But I'm also totally blind, which means that sometimes my circadian rhythms can get totally out of step with the world around me. Circadian rhythms are regulated by our internal master body clock. But because I can't perceive light, my body clock simply doesn't know what time it is. 
This can have me wide awake in the middle of the night and fighting to stay awake during the day. That can affect relationships and make it difficult to be productive at work. And it can make every day a real challenge. It's not my imagination. It's called Non-24, and it affects up to 70% of people who are totally blind. So if you're like me, you're not alone, and there is hope. Call 855-856-2424 today, or visit learnmorenon24.com to find out more about Non-24. Because learning more about Non-24 is the first step to getting your rhythm back. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. It's the Yellow Tag Event, and now is the time to find your ultimate adventure. Whether you're hitting the trails with a Can-Am ATV or side-by-side, the open road on a Can-Am Spider, or carving snow on a Ski-Doo snowmobile, you can turn up the excitement for any season with our industry-leading performance and technology. Hurry into your local dealer by October 31st and save up to $3,000 on select 2015 models and get up to a three-year warranty. Restrictions may apply. See your dealer for details. For safety and training info, contact the ATV Safety Institute. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barrea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Where are you from, mate? Just around... Nate Abarea and Andrea Canales of ESPN SC back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio. Andrea, before we we jump over to the Mexican side and talk about Tuca Ferretti, talk about Aguilar, talk about Mr. Osorio waiting to to take over this team and, and all the the chaos with the <laughs> what some people like to call the novella that is the Mexican coaching situation. Got to finish up on on something relating to Jurgen Klinsmann and the USA and something that you had some really really interesting takes on uh, over over the last couple of days and tweeted out uh, about on Saturday night. You said in the USA mix zone. Uh, with with all these reporters, there's over 800 members of the press at this thing. The biggest press contingent for a soccer match on American soil since the 94 World Cup final, which was, as we already said, was already was actually played at the Rose Bowl as well, funny enough. So there's all these reporters there, so many people who specialize in coverage of the U.S. men's national team. And in that entire mix zone where the U.S. players were very gracious after a heartbreaking loss, came out and spoke to reporters you said you didn't hear a single question from any of those reporters about the coaching, any any questions about the manager, any questions about the tactics. And apart from Ivis Galarsep and and a couple others that I'm that I'm remembering during the actual press conference, 
there was really not too much uh, a hard questioning of Jurgen Klinsmann at the press conference either. What do you make of of that? The uh, the the softball tossing, as some would like to call it, from the U.S. media in regards to Jurgen Klinsmann. Um, well, it, it's obviously our fault. Our softball questions are keeping the U.S. Uh, and, and I say are, even though I wasn't in the uh, Jurgen Klinsmann press conference at all. Um, my assignment that evening was not to cover the U.S. team. I was I was there writing on Mexico, and that has been my assignment of late. Even though I have this reputation on Twitter um, for commenting on the U.S. national team, because I did used to cover them at one point, and I went to uh, the World Cup in uh, 2006 and, uh, you know, have covered many of the team, um, youth teams and uh, the players. But I almost felt like I was there, given your quotes and uh, even the German accent you threw in for some of Jurgen's lines. And I also have to say, as you mentioned, the mix zone was huge uh, in terms of the amount of reporters that were there. And there was no way I heard every reporter question. In fact, on Twitter, uh, I think Grant Wall came out and mentioned specifically that he had asked some of the players questions about coaching. I think his phrase was he asked which players were comfortable answering a question about coaching. And most of them passed. Most of them did not want to answer a question about the coaching. Um, and and two did give comments, Dempsey and Jermaine Jones. Um I, I, I guess, you know, I, I don't know what, what that means in terms of, like, six players didn't want to comment or, you know, 12. But either way you look at it, that's the majority of the players who don't want to talk about the coaching. But at least he asked. Where I was, it just happened to be a, a little scrum of uh, U.S. soccer reporters, uh, a lot of whom I know in national outlets. And I don't want to toss the blame on them in terms of um, – you know, that that's the reason that the U.S. lost, because the media don't ask questions that are hard enough. I think that's the funny thing about, you know, Jurgen at one point, that was one of his many, many excuses, saying, oh, the U.S. soccer media, they need to ask hard questions. They need to bother the players in the grocery store so that, you know, the players feel bad when they lose, I guess. Um, but, um, but it doesn't really add up. You know, I mean, yes, that's part of soccer culture, but so are many more things, including accountability of the coaches, which I think is a much bigger factor than whatever the media does, whether it's ignore it completely or give softball questions. So to sum up, I do think, though, that it goes back to something, and you have to ask those who are covering the team now if it's still like this. The U.S. soccer has also... Um, racked up a track record of sometimes making things difficult for media that are hard on the team, even if it's very fair, uh, asking, you know, tough questions. Sometimes when it's access, sometimes you're not able to get interviews or, you know, get credentials for games. And it's, um, it, it's been documented. You can ask a few of the reporters that have been on the beat for a while that, uh, that they get status back from the organization whenever they dare to criticize it.
Well, that's a really, really important point that you make right there. And and we look, I, I've I've made points that that some people would say are are cynical. I'll admit I've made some some cynical points in regards to what you just touched on there. And that is that you, you got to be careful as a reporter. I mean, this is this is reporter one hundred and one. No matter what sport you're covering, of always being careful. Well, how much can you criticize? You got to be careful. You want to stay on your beat. You want to make sure you don't burn your ke- burn your connections, burn your bridges. I mean, we're we're, we're almost you know teaching. Teaching a, a college reporting ethics class right now, and it's so important to know these things. And I don't want to make it sound like we're trying to, you know, throw blame to to the American soccer press. It's just interesting that in any other country, Mexico is is its own situation. We'll get to the the, the Mexican coaching novella and the, and the Mexican media here in a second. I I, I love it, but it, it's its own beast. Anywhere else in the world, whether it's whether it's Mexico or, or in Europe or, or South America. Jurgen Klinsmann would be getting grilled right now. He'd be getting absolutely fried by every single reporter that was at that game, by everybody online, by every blogger, by every reporter. And it's just not happening right now. And you're getting some, you know, some hashtag Klinsmann out movements on Twitter from fans and such. But you and I both know, at least I think this, I think we both know that he's not going to get fired. I don't even care what happens. They could get blown out in that friendly against Costa Rica tomorrow night. Jurgen Klinsmann is not going to get sacked as long as Sunil Gulati is in charge as, as the president of the United States Soccer Federation. And I've had this hunch, and I've shared this on this show a few times. I have said for the last year that Jurgen Klinsmann is someday going to be the president of U.S. soccer. And that is where he has always wanted to be. And he does not belong on the sideline because he is tactically inept in oh so many ways. And, and he belongs as a, as a governing figure. He wants to be a technical director. He needs to be behind the scenes. He should not be the coach of this team. He should not be the manager. But as long as Galati's in charge, he is going to continue to be the manager. Could you see any way, Andrea, for Jurgen Klinsmann to be removed as the manager of this U.S. team with Sunil Galati still in power? I think it's sort of a genius master stroke on Klinsmann's part. If he is uh, unable to be the president of U.S. soccer, which you're right, it's kind of the ultimate big-picture role. Uh, although I think he may not want it because currently there is no salary involved with this. Uh, position. And Jurgen Klinsmann right now, I think, gets uh, uh, millions more than um, than any of his coaching predecessors, which is one of the things that's really funny in terms of sunk costs. If you fire him now, you still have to pay out his contract. And <laughs> U.S. costs are just cheap enough to be saying, like, eh, might as well hang on, even if it's not working out. Um, but yeah, you know, they, they put so much money into Jurgen Klinsmann and they gave him so much power as technical director. Nobody had ever been given that before, even with better results, because, um, this is, you know, Bruce Arena going to the 2002, um, quarterfinals because most people figured, and, you know, with some merit, it, uh, it's kind of difficult to do two different jobs at the same time, especially when there should be oversight, you know, of one for the other. It's like separation of church and state, and suddenly you tell the church, no, 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 you get to run the state as well. Um, <laughs> but I guess in that sense, it's, it's brilliant for 
Klinsman to embark on this whole trajectory, which is perhaps going to bring Sunil Gulati down, and aha, it opens up a position. You know? <laughs> Uh, I've, I've, I've said I've had a hunch for, for quite a while, and the way that you just spelled that thing right right there, it, it, it furthers that hunch. And, and I love this tweet that just came out. Oh, great. Andrea and Nate on World Soccer Talk Radio. Oh, great. An anti-Klinsman love fest. Hey, I encourage you out there to go read Raphael Honigstein's book, Das Reboot, and just see what I'm talking about in terms of Jurgen Klinsmann's potential role with U.S. soccer. We're back after this. World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast. You may think being totally blind is the greatest challenge I face, but actually, it's the fact that I'm often wide awake at 3 a.m. and struggling to stay awake in the middle of the day. This is called Non-24, and it affects up to 70% of people who are totally blind like me. It makes just getting through the day a real struggle. Learn more about Non24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. At Geico, we've been innovating car insurance for over 75 years with forward-thinking ideas like online quotes and the Geico mobile app. And to prove it, we'll play one of our first radio commercials from 75 years ago. By Jiminy, Geico could save you money on your car insurance, which is what we'll be doing over 75 years from now. Who knows? Maybe with some sort of application that's accessible on a futuristic handheld device. We'll call them online quotes. See? Forward thinking. Geico, saving people money for over 75 years. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are the Health Markets Insurance Agency. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, the Health Markets Insurance Agency can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. Health Markets Insurance Agency is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895-800-760-4895-800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. Forty thousand Liverpool fans inside here hold their breath. Hundreds of thousands hold their breath on Merseyside. It's Xabi Alonso for three. Three is safe, and Alonso follows it in. It's 
It's wonderful! You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Is that a, a Creedence Clearwater Revival, Shabby Alonzo, Istanbul 2005 equalizer on Liverpool radio mix up there. That was absolutely majestic. Cheers to the good folks back in the Sports Byline studio. Nate Abarea coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. Andrea Canales here with us. And as much as I'd love to talk about Liverpool and, and all of our hopes uh, with, with Jurgen Klopp, no, we're, we're talking about Zaza Jurgen. We're talking about Zaklinsman. But now it's actually time to talk about the Mexican side of things. They were the winners of this incredible match and and it was a it was a thrilling game. It, it had a lot of ugliness within, a lot of a lot of dry spells, but that atmosphere and and everything that was going on in that stadium and the final 30 minutes uh, really or what what took the cake for me it was just an absolutely incredible experience, unbelievable game. And you've got Juan Carlos Osorio who has been hired as the, the new manager of the Mexican national team, just watching this game. And you've got Mr. Interim Manager, Tuca Ferretti, who I've got a great story to, to share uh, at the end of the program today about my uh, interaction with Tuca on Saturday night. You've got Tuca as, as Mr. Interim, just running the show, doing everything in his power to help Mexico win this game and get a spot in the Confederations Cup. I talked about this with Gustavo Mendoza of Fox Sports on the show on Friday, and I, I, did, I just threw this out there, and I want to throw this out to you, Andrea, as someone who, who covers the Mexican team and is, is so in touch with the Mexican fans and, and your colleagues in, in the Mexican media. I, I said to Gustavo, I said, if Mexico win tomorrow night, Tuca's going to be a hero. Tuca's going to be, he's just going to be beloved by everybody that is a fan of that national team. And then he's going to get his little swan song in, for, in the friendly in Toluca tomorrow night on, on Tuesday. And then he's going to go back to Tigres. Then Mr. Osorio comes in. And let's just hypothetically say that in Osorio's first two matches, Mexico have a couple of duds and, and look like crap. And suddenly people are talking about regression and, oh, was, was Osorio the right man? And then people are saying, hey, why can't we just find a way? Why couldn't we have just find a way to found a way to, to have kept Tuca around? Talk about that a little bit, because I have this nagging suspicion that Osorio is being set up for failure. And some of the things that I'm reading uh, from members of the Mexican media just further that that suspicion and, and the way the fans are viewing him right now. How are you feeling about this whole situation, Andrea? Oh, well, you know, Osorio was always going to be either a success or an incredible flameout. Um, I covered him when he used to coach in MLS, and he is uh, very intense, and players either respond to that or they get burned out on it. And there's really no telling how uh, Mexico is going to respond to him and, and his approach. He, he tends to like to tweak things a lot and try different things. And I think they picked him partly because he will definitely shake players out of the comfort zone. And it, it, although it's hard to say that players are in a comfort zone who have to get used to new coaches all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, what kind of comfort zone are they in? But definitely enough to beat the U.S., at least. So uh, Osorio was always going to be this kind of out-of-left-wing outsider that everyone is going to look at suspiciously. And it's true. I tweeted before the match that it might actually be better for Osorio if Mexico loses because then he has more of a chance of being the savior. 
he's already an outsider. They're going to look at him with even more suspicion if their beloved Zucaparetti, who has been in Mexico for so long, who has done so many good things with the clubs there, especially Tigre. And um, everyone's going to be kind of looking over Osorio's shoulder, you know, saying, Tuca, come back, <laughs> if he doesn't start winning right away. That's, that's true. That's the telenovela that's Mexican soccer. So that hasn't changed. It may have gotten a little bit more difficult for Osorio with the win by Tuca, but it wasn't ever going to be easy. Andrea, you, you touched on something there that, that really, really did. It, it ruffles a few feathers uh, south of the border, and it's something where, I mean, it, it brings nationalism into this conversation. You said that, hey, you know Osorio from his time working in Major League Soccer, and that's where you have had your interactions with Juan Carlos Osorio. That doesn't sit well with a lot of Mexican fans, and they have this idea: oh, he's well, oh wow, he's he's coached in Major League Soccer, and I, I see all these you know things on Twitter and and blogs from from Mexico focusing on that, and it's like, hey guys, he, he's also coached Sao Paulo, he's also coached you know amazing clubs in, in South America, he's got an amazing pedigree coming into this thing. He is slightly untested as as an international manager, but hey. So was Miguel Herrera. So were a number of coaches. Uh, we joked about this on the show last week. Everybody's, quote-unquote, just a club coach until they get their first international nod, and then you, you see what they're made of. But going back to the line about Major League Soccer and how that's really worrying Mexican fans, and again, that, that word of, of nationalism and kind of this this anti oh he's oh wow he's coached in america and that's the guy that we're we're bringing to coach this national team talk about that attitude a little bit right now that that we're seeing from the mexican fans in regards to osorio well of course you know and with some justification after the win on saturday most fans of mexico like to look at their team as far superior to the u.s team but also their league which has been around for much longer and competes in the copa libertadores but one legitimate gripe that I will give to the people mentioning, you know, Juan Carlos Osorio's MLS tenure as a negative is that he didn't do that well in the end. Yes, he turned around the Chicago Fire, um, but then he left them quickly to go to New York. Um, and in New York, he had one good run where New York made it all the way to the MLS Cup. They were just one win away from the trophy, but they lost. And then the next season, they were absolutely horrid. Uh, basically, he has uh, he, he doesn't even have uh, like a fifty percent win percentage in MLS. So if they're looking at that, not just oh he's been tainted by that American League, but if they're saying you know what he had a very mixed tenure in that American League, we can't really look at that as a successful run. That's another thing altogether. So I'll, I'll give a little bit of the doubt. And then I'll say, yes, of course, the rest of it is that they don't want to look at MLS League that's barely 20 years old as having anything to teach them or any coaches that have been developed well there. I mean, how about that? What if you were to sit down with a group of Mexican fans and, and, and tell them that, Andrea, that not only, I mean, th yeah, this guy's an MLS coach and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, Major League Soccer has all these positives and, and things that it can offer the world of soccer. And there, there's been some great coaches and great Mexican players and Mexican coaches in Major League Soccer over, over the 20-year the, the history of the league. What if you were to look at him and go, 
the thing that we need to focus on here is that he actually wasn't that successful in Major League Soccer. What do you think a Mexican fan would say to that? Um, I, it's it's a little tricky because it depends on which one. There are a few that have uh, you know looked at, um, for example, Mexican teams used to play in in the U.S. for Superliga. There was an MLS Liga MX competition between the two called Superliga, and they're even thinking about bringing that back in a different form. There's been talk about MLS teams joining the Copa MX or, you know, doing one sort of giant Copa Libertadores thing with, with everybody kind of all in the competitive club pool. So I, I don't want to say that the, it's completely, oh, it's the world's biggest, most garbage league. But, yes, there's definitely that superiority complex among the vast majority of Mexico fans. And yet it also comes down to if you're a loyal uh, Liga MX follower, you watch your team. You can watch your team now in, in, you know, wherever you live in the U.S., even. And, and you're probably not taking that much time out of your day to check out Major League Soccer, at least not until Giovanni Dos Santos joined the Galaxy, which may change a few people's habits. Andrea, why did they hire this guy? I mean, I, I, I said a few a couple of weeks ago they hired him because 30 other people said no, and, and maybe that's being a little bit too harsh, but in your opinion, why did they hire Juan Carlos Osorio as the manager with all this stuff that we're talking about that's not like, like we have some inside scoop here? I mean, this is, this is all common knowledge. Why did they select this man as, as their guy for this job? I think they hired him partly from what I mentioned before. He's very intense, and he's super hardworking. That notebook that he carries with him everywhere, he's always writing down things, making notes, and because he's very ambitious. He actually wants to be a success with Mexico so he can go on and coach bigger teams. He wants to use this appointment as a stepping stone. He's, you know, willing to do whatever it takes. I mean, if you, as the president of the federation feel like you have the chance to kind of take on uh, a younger Bielsa type, maybe you think, hey, it's worth it. It's worth a flyer. We change coaches all the time anyway. Why not give this guy a chance and see if it's exactly what we might need? I think in a weird way, it shows Mexico's confidence in their squad. They, they're willing to totally experiment. They're not like, oh, we have to stay because the players are too fragile to adjust to someone new. That's my guess. That's totally out of left field. And, uh, you know, because <laughs> he doesn't have a track record. He does not have a track record. He wasn't successful during his time in Mexico with Puebla. Granted, it was only three months, but he wasn't successful. And, um, yeah, very limited success with one team in Brazil and with more than one team, but all in his home country of Colombia. I'd say, you know, he must have given a great interview. Ignore all the rumors on Twitter that he got some other substance in Colombia from Colombia to help him out. <laughs> I wouldn't say that plays a part at all. Um, I'm just saying that it is a surprise, and I do think that um, wanting to get somebody who's on the rise, because they made a huge mistake with Ben Goren Erickson. They, they got the big name who was kind of on the downhill slide. And now they're taking a chance on uh, kind of a young unknown. Sven Aguirre, 
Chepo, Herrera, Tuca, Osorio, and, and I'm leaving out like five interim managers who, who headed the thing for, for a month at a time. It is, as, as my colleagues in the yeah, Mexican media exactly. like to call it, it is the, the telenovela that is the Mexican coaching situation, and it continues. And, and I just I, I have more than a nagging suspicion that it's going to continue real soon here. I, I don't see Osorio doing all too well with Mexico, but who knows? I've, I've been wrong before, and, and I'm sure the Mexican fans will, will be rooting Mr. Osorio on and, and Tuca himself said that in his press conference of hey we're all on the same team here I'm handing this thing off to him and then I'm supporting him immediately we've got under a minute left here with you Andrea and I gotta ask you after everything that we experienced on Saturday night at the Rose Bowl that 3-2 thriller in front of 93,000 people part of an 800 person media contingent where did Saturday night rank for you in terms of the USA Mexico rivalry that experience at the Rose Bowl I still think for me that 2011 was just uh, the biggest event in terms of uh, the game. Uh, The first goal uh, Saturday night was amazing, but the last goal in 2011, you know, Gio in the box against Tim Howard was just incredible. Psychologically for Mexico to overturn that uh, 2-0, it was just so against the storyline of most uh, U.S.-Mexico matches, and uh, I mean, in, in this one, for Mexico to take a lead and then take a lead again, it kind of showed the U.S. wrapping. It was great, but I still have to say that 2011, uh, or maybe Columbus in, um, uh, in, in qualifying in 2005 for the 2006, uh, that, that was a pretty amazing experience as well. Uh, La Volta it was just Sitting <laughs> angry in the presser. So um, <laughs> those are things that stand out for me. Uh, but I, I also think that's part of the uh, that's part of the whole tapestry of the rivalry. To have one more page, and you know how you personally rank it. It's just it's almost always going to be a dramatic game, like you said. Maybe not the best game tactically, or you know, uh, in terms of performances. But there's just so much drama and energy and um, history between the two teams well it's it's so subjective as far as what your favorite page is and and as andrea said right there i for one cannot wait for the next page of this rivalry check her out on twitter at soccer canales c-a-n-a-l-e-s andrea canales thank you so much for joining us you are welcome back anytime and uh thanks for sharing some quality stories with me uh this weekend really appreciate it no problem take care nate nice to see you bye Again, cheers to Andrea. We're back. Take the express train home after this. Got a great story to share about Tuca Ferretti. Stay tuned. Today, more than ever, Americans need a means to protect their life savings. With a troubled economy and government spending out of control, they've been forced to promote loose money policies, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. Birch Gold Group can help you protect your savings by rolling over all or a portion of your IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by physical gold. Take advantage of the best gold prices in years and enjoy the long-term hedge against inflation that gold provides by moving into a gold IRA from Birch Gold 
Gold Group, the precious metal IRA specialists. Call Birch Gold Group today for a free consultation on how a tax-free rollover to a gold IRA can offer stability, protection, and the peace of mind that your life savings, which you've worked so hard to build, is safe. Call 888-221-0010 and receive Birch Gold's free information kit, which offers the best-kept secrets for safeguarding your savings with gold. Call 888-221-0010. That's 888-221-0010. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. So I looked at Tuca Ferretti and I said that in the press conference the day before the game, you used the words love, thankfulness, and gratitude more than any other soccer manager I had ever heard. After witnessing a game like the one that we had on Saturday, how do you feel now about the words love, thankfulness, and gratitude? Tuca looked me dead in the eyes, and for the next two minutes, he did not look away. In Spanish, he looks at me and says, I'm grateful for for this experience. Tonight was incredible, and it was just a part of the whole experience with this team. It's a time in my life I will never forget, and I'm so thankful to have even received this opportunity. If you're truly thankful for something, you give back. In the short time I was given with Mexico, this team, with these players, I wanted to give something to them. I wanted to give the fans a trip to Russia for the Confederations Cup. The ability to give is one of our greatest powers as human beings. And again, we must be grateful to those who give. Show our gratitude by giving back ourselves. A man was once crucified for giving too much. That's how much he had to give. That's how much he wanted to give. All I want to do is give love and respect to this world. And if I was able to do that through my time with this national team, then I'm grateful for that as well. Can Tuca manage the USA, please? World Soccer Talk Radio, signing off. Love you. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.